0: Welcome back, everyone, into our second part of today's show where we are going to review all 15 Eastern Conference teams and then eventually we'll get into all 15 Western Conference teams now that we are just finishing up the All-Star break. We got a big college basketball game tonight, Duke, North Carolina, in Duke, and then tomorrow the NBA kicks off again. So let's start from the top, the Milwaukee Bucks. What are your first thoughts on them on their first half of the season?
1: Uh, this is a team that has constantly been carried by Giannis. Yes, they do have some other great role players like Chris Middleton, who is an all-star, and Eric Bludsoe. Uh, but I, 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 this is pretty much the only team that you're seeing right now that is doing this with only one big star. You know, the Raptors have Kawhi, they have Gasol, they have Kyle Lowry you know the pacers and the pacers too but the pacers are about to start dropping games but we'll talk about them in a second the celtics 76ers especially but the bucks are doing this with just team chemistry and i mean they got a great coach in mike budenholzer great coach has them really playing well has them really playing well and i love this team i i i just i, I think that overall what you're looking for and i i in the second half right now is just continue the pace and it doesn't matter if you drop to two or three, because you're gonna still play a team that, like the like the Pistons, the Heat, one of those teams at the bottom of the conference, because the, the the top five teams are significantly better than the rest of the Eastern Conference teams. So that's why I wouldn't worry yeah, if I were any of these gap. teams. Yeah, unless unless you're play you're you're the four and you're playing the five. I'm happy you brought up Budenholzer because that brings up a good point for me right now.
0: Do you remember that Hawks team from a few years ago that was built around just chemistry and role yep. playing? Yep. I mean, remember who the coach of that team was? Mike, Budenholzer. Mike Budenholzer. So, yep. So I kinda just literally came up with that on the spot just now. Besides all my he, notes. He, he's but a pop that, that, guy. He comes yeah. from his Spurs. So and he he impulses that culture yep. into the team that they need to come together and he focuses on depth. So but the difference. Which they have is, a lot more. There, a, they, yeah, but there's a there's a catch though. Yeah. They have Giannis and Middleton. Or I shouldn't say Middleton because that, that Hawks team had like three or four All Stars. But Giannis is a top three player in the NBA. So I wouldn't say top three player in the NBA. I'd
1: say top ten. I mean, he, is he not the MVP front runner now? I think Paul George is number two. But James James Harden was the MVP last year. But that, does that mean he's top three? No. Right. He's a, I, I, arguably I top. I think he's definitely top five in the NBA. You think, all, right, all right, I mean that's that's a different conversation for another day. But Giannis, yeah. yes, he's 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 a they generational have, talent. Yes,
0: yes, so they have Giannis right now, and he's not a potential talent. He's there right now, and he's producing. So you have Giannis. That's that big difference between them and the Hawks. And the Hawks, they did finish with the one seed that one year. So now they have a star that they can depend on to win games when the rest of the team doesn't play well. But the biggest thing for this team going forward is their depth. Middleton is the is. Comparable to like that Scotty Pippen type of Robin player, I think he's doing so well in that role. And I think he should not leave the Bucks. I think he should stay with Giannis. I think they have great chemistry. I think he's going to be such an important piece going Absolutely. forward if they're going to contend. And I think Giannis showed that picking him. I'm telling you, this is a huge thing. When Giannis picked him number one in that reserve round for the All Star game draft, he's
1: picking his guy, you know? He's but it picking shows his guy.
0: In, in a time where he can recruit other guys, he's picking Middleton because he knows important. So I think Middleton's too able to the, I think to make sure they keep him this year. But I want to comment on Bledsoe and Brogdon, two guards, are really complementing each other. Bo- I didn't even notice this. Both of them are averaging six, around 16 points a game. And also Bledsoe, uh, Bledsoe's averaging five assists per game, Brogden three.
1: So seeing production from both guards right there, I'm very impressed by that. I mean, I mean, listen, you have a great backcourt, and then you also have Giannis. Like, this team is just it's just really well put it's together. Deep. It's deep. It's very deep, yeah. I, 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 then, I love this team. I love this team. And then to cap it off, you have
0: Brook Lopez just having a resurgent season as he's now shooting the three ball and playing so well with that, and he's arguably having one of the best seasons of his career. But now you're adding Meritage to the mix. It's going to be crazy.
1: Yeah. He yeah, is.
0: He, I am a huge Meritage fan. I think he's going to be so valuable as a three-point shooting big man who has some experience coming down the stretch. That might be the thing that pushes this Bucks team up and over everyone else when it comes to playing playoff time.
1: Well, I think they were really missing that one piece and that one big guy, like a DeMarcus. Even though DeMarcus Cousins is a mostly down low type of player, he could shoot the three. Mm-hmm. Uh. Miritic shoots really well. Shoots over forty percent, about forty percent from three. Uh, we saw him shoot really well with the Bulls, and he's a great addition to this team. He spaces out the floor. He can he can allow for Giannis to create space and get to the basket. Because That's huge. That's you're going to be going in the stretch exactly because you're going to be have you're going to have to watch Miritic on the three point line at all times. And then he can also play down low. So it's a big problem and helps Giannis a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Going forward in the second
1: half of the season, what do you see for the Bucks? I see them continuing this play because they have a lot of chemistry. You know, if one of these guys goes down, they could pick it up and, and, and you know, carry the load for however many games that player is specifically out for. But I I, I still see them finishing one, two, or three. Uh, I think they have the best record in the league right now, too, if I'm, if I'm correct. I think they have, like, two games better than the Warriors, something like that. But, you know... It's going to be hard to continue this success going into the second half, but I think they'll finish in the top three automatically. I think they're still going to
0: keep that one seed, mostly unless Toronto has it, because Atlanta, looking at strength of schedule, Milwaukee has the out of 30, so 30 being the lowest, Milwaukee is the 26th hardest strength of schedule with an average of .472. So that's a big positive that they're not going to have to face a great competition going into the second half of the season. So I think they're probably, they're definitely going to finish in that one to two range
1: and definitely make a run in the playoffs. I think they have the tools too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. A hundred percent. But I, well, let's, I, you know what I, yeah, I know you're the, you're the bit, you know, you're the guy here that, you know, Transitions and topics, but let's let's talk about the Raptors now. They're the number two. You can you, can you can you gl- can. I'll give
0: you the privilege I, to.
1: Wow, thank go I appreciate and, that, Cole. I'm mean, I senior that.
0: senior priority. I know I'm hosting wow. the show, but.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. That, that, that means a lot. All right, so let's let's talk let's talk about the Raptors because I see a team that right now is in a win now mode. They just traded for Marcus Shaw and they gave he's up older. a lot to get. To, yeah, he's what thirty four, thirty five. He's he's a player that was good five years ago, just like Kyle Lowry. They're in a win-now mode, and I think it shows, and I don't think it's the smartest move with Kawhi Leonard potentially. He's probably leaving. I mean, he doesn't want to stay in Toronto. I think he's, I think he's leaving. He's definitely I, leaving. He's going to go to the should, Lakers. He shouldn't leave, but I think he's leaving. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I don't know if it was the smartest move to go into a win-now mode because even if Kawhi does end up staying, you do not have enough star power and firepower to beat the Warriors. None of these teams do. So what's the point in going out and, and acquiring two All-Stars that will only make you good this year? You know? I mean, unless like, unless you are trying to make a point to Kawhi, trying
0: to prove that No, no. they want to put guys around him and consistently contend. But if you're talking about star power on this Raptors team, Pasco- Pascal Siakam yeah, is having an player. unbelievable season. I think he's definitely the favorite for most improved player. Mm-hmm. And if you're giving any selling point to Kawhi, you <clears> say, look, We have Siakam right here. This kid's extremely young, and you can have him as a sidekick going forward. And once you get rid of Lowry and Ibaka and Gasol, then we can start building with the younger guys. He has a good supporting cast. And if you're looking in the present right now, this Raptors team is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, but are they good enough to beat the Bucs or the 76ers? I don't know about that. Uh, well, Kawhi is mean, really going to have to start playing like he did in the tw- 2017 playoffs against the Grizzlies. I don't know if you remember that series, that, but, but that's a, that might be the biggest thing. A game. I've
0: I'd never re- seen. i re- you know, re- go, go first. I know, go first.
1: Yeah, because this is my this is this used to be my guy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm you know still pretty much a, I'm a Spurs fan. I'm, I'm a Knicks fan first, but a Spurs fan second, and that was because of Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I've never seen when Kawhi Leonard was playing during last year's two years player two, two years ago that playoffs against the Grizzlies. I have never seen as good of a player on offense and defense working his butt off on both sides of the ball. I, 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 he was playing better than LeBron plays. Like he was, he was the like the best player I've ever seen in that one moment, putting up game winners and, and blocking Marcus saw like it was like, it was the the craziest thing I've I'd ever seen. And I was like, this guy after this series, this really propelled him as the number th- as the, you know, the third best player in the league. And then after that, he got hurt and now he's like top 10, mm-hmm. but, but that, if he's able to replicate what he did in that playoffs, I think they can go far. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna add on to that right now. I think I'd
0: rather have Kawhi hot take right now. I'd rather have Kawhi Leonard in these playoffs and down the stretch of this regular and season than Giannis Antetokounmpo.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: I agree. You have Kawhi. He's playing up a 26.11 PR right now, 27 points a game. I mean, you have a guy who has experience. He's won a title before. He's done this. Much more finals than MVP. Has. Finals
1: MVP. So I I think that's gonna
0: be huge for the Raptors, and that might be the that might be the reason I'm not getting into my predictions yet. But that might be the reason why they propel over the Bucks when it comes into that playoff time. And they have veterans around them. Gasol's been there before. Uh, enough. abaka has been there before. Siakam doesn't have experience, but he's still a star player. Danny Green has won a title with the Spurs yeah, before. Yeah, forgot about still, Danny Green. You, people forget about him. Jeremy Lin is still on this team. And They have a very solid bench, and they have guys who've been there before. So re, the Raptors are also going to be right up there with the Bucks. So don't get fooled by their lack of star power and look at their advantage in terms of experience and bench.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I I agree. I, I I like this team a lot, but mm-hmm. I don't know. if I, At the end of the day, I don't know if they're going to be able to beat the Bucs. But, again, I trust yeah. Kawhi Leonard over Giannis Antetokounmpo all year all Mm -hmm. day like every single game of the year doesn't matter I take Kawhi Leonard over Giannis Giannis definitely puts up more stats but Kawhi's overall a better player
0: Mm -hmm. so before we get into the Pacers who are our number three team I just want to mention that the Bucs are currently one game ahead of the Raptors they're 43 and 14 the Raptors are 43 and 16 so that's a two loss difference zero Mm -hmm. win difference so I guess that equates the one game back but going into number three, a team that's going to be really falling down inevitably, the Indiana yeah. Pacers.
1: So let's get into that. Okay, so I, I have a team, uh, you know, I, I have a team right here that obviously lost their best player and who was really I'm so, dis- I'm so disappointed a about that. I know. I'm so disappointed. I, it was, it was, I, I don't think I've been more upset about an injury than I was, like, from, like, Porzingis, like, back then. Like, that's how long – I mean, like, Every injury that happens is like, is like, oh, that sucks, you know? But Oladipo, like, he was just really start I mean, he wasn't just really starting. I mean, he was, I mean, consistently putting up great performances. And I was really sad to see him go down. The bigger the bigger thing in that story, though, is how
0: good the team was around him, in my opinion. yeah Because I think that team could have made some noise. And I think they yeah, still will. yeah I think they're, um, if I'm looking at strength of schedule again, I'm going to keep going back to this, because that's, that's a huge point. I hear how people make predictions mm. for the second half of the season. They're like oh, well, they're going to win this this X and Y amount of games. I mean, look at their strength of schedule first if you're not going to look at each game one by one. So Indiana right here, 522 strength of schedule. That's above 500. That's 8th that's ranked. So definitely a tough stretch going down the road and they're not going to be without their number one star in Oladipo. But if you're evaluating this team from the first half, if you include Depot, unbelievable um, first half for the Indiana, Indiana Pacers. Oladipo is playing out of his mind. Bogdanovich was was a very good supporting piece. Sabonis and Turner, both really good big men down low. Mm-hmm. It's just overall the team is looking really good.
1: They're they're well built all around. I mean, I I'd say that, I don't I don't I wouldn't say that they're they're you know looking good right now. I'd no. Say that they I no I they, they're, the they're end- still playing they're the still end- playing
0: well they're still playing well without Oladipo don't they are but they
1: will like like you said they will inevitably. inevitably fall down to about the fifth or sixth seed. But for right now, I, I you, you got to focus on their team chemistry because if they lose any of that, it's over like automatically. I think they'll, I think they'll finish six or seven. I think there's no I way. Think, they. Yeah. I think maybe the Nets sneak in over them, possibly, because if the I Nets think, continue this play with Karis LeVert back, I, I, I don't know. I like them. I think, yeah, I think the Nets will sneak in.
0: But if you're looking for the second half of the season, what should the Pacers focus on? Now that they know they're not going to make a run with Oladipo, what should they really be emphasizing their
1: 2nd half vision on? they got to focus on playing well as a team. They have some great players on this team. They bully on Bogdanovich, you know, the guy who came off the bench for the Nets for a couple of years, was hitting big shot after big shot. He's a great player. He's averaging 17 a game. 17 a game, yeah. You got, you got Thaddeus Young, who, you know, another great player. Miles Turner, one of the best stat? defensive big men. What about the, oh, oh, yeah, I did see that stat. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait that do, do is you have specifically stat?
0: right now? I'm going to try to pull it up. Keep talking and I'll try to get yeah, it. Up. All right.
1: All right. You got a guy like Darren Collison, one of the best six men in the league. Uh, Corey Joseph, you know, a, a San Antonio guy. He knows how to win. Th- Sabonis. Sabonis, who's probably one of the best upsides of any big man in the league right now. Besides, I mean, poor maybe I'd say even with the in- injury. But I really, really like Sabonis. Do you have the stat? What's the I stat have it right here?
0: It's headlined: it? players with eight hundred games to average thirteen point five points, five point nine rebounds, one point four steals, forty nine percent field goal, and thirty percent three point percentage. What is Magic like? Johnson? Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. <laughs> Thaddeus Young,
1: <laughs> Thaddeus Young, the goat. I think I think we're really uh, underestimating the, the talent of, the Thaddeus, Young right of Thaddeus Young. Power of Thaddeus Young. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if if no one else has been able to do that, I mean, like it just shows how how great of a player he is, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's still a huge point down the stretch for Indiana. It's good to see they have veterans. They still have Tyreek Evans there. They brought in Wesley Matthews. Or, did they bring in Wesley Matthews? Did he just yeah, did him, right? sign with I don't know. I don't yeah, know why started. he
1: signed there, but he did. But uh, and, and Kylo, and we're forget- uh, old, uh, old friend of ours, Kylo Quinn. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, we're we're forgetting Kylo Quinn, who's not playing at all. I don't know why they signed them to a two year, like what sixteen million dollar deal. But Kylo Quinn, great scrappy type of player who could be brought in at any point and really shut down an opposing be, power forward. He'd, he'd, he'd be a great playoff guy to have. Like he is, he's low. scrappy. He works. He works his butt off constantly. I uh, love watching him. On the I love I love Kylo. I miss Kylo. I, I miss O'Brien. him. And I've I miss, have you miss, met, have have you met him before? I have met him. Great Same. guy. Wait, let let Great me ask you this. Where, where'd you see him? I All right. So I I I don't know. Pe- people probably know this. I've, I've had season. My family's had season. Nick season tickets for 52 years now. Uh, they finally did something for us. Thank you, James Dolan. And uh, invited us to a season ticket holdings for like only usually like the people who have seats in like the first two rows. But we're like fourth row. But we've had season tickets for 52 years, and they're like, all right, you know, you guys can come. And there was, you know, Steve Steve Mills, Scott Perry, uh, Kyle Quinn was there, Luke Cornette was there, uh, and uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. But we got to talk to Kylo Quinn. He sat down and talked to us. Great guy, really good guy. I met him at bar mitzvah.
0: So if I my friend I, right, Jack, I, my I friend Jack yeah.
1: So if you I actually saw that, that
0: ESPN article, I don't know if you remember, there's an ESPN article that came out, like, it was a like, head on, like, Kylo Quinn loves barbecues. Yeah, <laughs> like I was at that party. So, if my friend Jack is listening right now, shout out to him. I think he's also a season ticket holder. So, Kylo Quinn was a great guy. I Got to meet him. He, go, he went and took some pictures, played basketball with some kids. So that was really cool to see him. But I miss Kylo Quinn. Great him. guy. Great Love guy. Him. Definitely a great basketball guy. So, moving on, the Pacers we do think are going to fall a bit, but we think good things for this Indiana team going forward. So. Now for a team that's going to rise up, the
1: Boston Celtics.
0: What are your well, thoughts I mean, on them from I this first know. half
1: of the year? Uh, well, they're gonna. This has been an iffy start of the year. Uh, they've got a lot more talent than the record shows. We thought that this team could easily have won 60 games this year. It's not looking like that right now at this point. Uh, but I really, really am looking at how these players have been playing together without Kyrie Irving. When Kyrie Irving doesn't play, this team plays – significantly better than when Kyrie plays. And Kyrie's a talented guy. It's not like he's playing bad when he's playing with them. It's just they don't know how to play together. And I feel like Brad Stevens, who is one of the best coaches in the league, is really picking favorites and not playing a guy like Jalen Brown, who and I, I know people point out Jason Tatum for really performing well in last year's playoffs, but he shot 39% from three on like 112 three-point shots that he attempted. Jalen Brown shot 43% last year from three, last, during the playoffs last year on, like, 10 more 3 point attempts, He was great. And people use the fact that Jason Tatum is clutch, played extremely well last year in the playoffs, when Jalen Brown played just as good, if even better, than Jason Tatum. And he's not playing at all. He's not playing. He should be starting. What's his minutes per
0: game? It says 26 a game, but he should be playing more. That's nothing. Hey, Hayward's getting 26 a game.
1: I know. Which
0: is ridiculous, but... I like the Kyrie point you gave up, and I just came up with a pretty good analogy myself. You know, have you seen people talk about how the Eagles like to rally around Nick Foles over yeah. Carson Wentz, or, or they? Let me let me reword. Let me reword this whole thing, this analogy. I'm going to compare right now Kyrie Irving and Terry Rozier to Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. So Celtics, the Eagles, two great teams. Mm-hmm. When Carson Wentz is I, I in like- the game. Carson Wentz is uh, clearly much more talented of a player and skilled than Nick Foles. And the mm. Eagles have done well with him in the game. Carson Wentz should have won MVP two years ago, and I still think they could have made a Super Bowl run with him on the team. I, I, I Nick, agree. Nick Foles, on the other hand, comes in and won that Super Bowl. So everyone now it's an unknown about Carson Wentz, and he played really well this year when he came in. Mm-hmm. It is clear that the Eagles Rally around Nick Foles when the better player Carson Wentz is not in the game because Nick Foles isn't that now that he's worse, he's just not as good. I don't want to use the word the term worse. So the Eagles play better around Nick Foles because they know they have to play harder. I see a lot of the same thing with Kyrie Irving and Terry Rozier. When Kyrie's in the game, the Celtics still perform yep, extremely well, yep. even though not they're as not as doing good. as well as they could. But they still perform very well, and Kyrie's significantly more... Kyrie's more talented than Terry Rozier than once compared to Foles. But we've seen it. And then we've also seen Terry Rozier on how the team plays better with him, and they played better down the stretch in the playoffs last year as they almost cracked the NBA Finals, led by scary Terry, Terry Rozier. Without without Kyrie. Without Kyrie Irving. So it's going to be a Sorry. huge storyline. Maybe Kyrie, I think Kyrie's a smart guy. I've mentioned this on previous shows. I think he realizes this. Maybe there's something up with him. Maybe the players don't like playing around him. Maybe they just play better for Terry Rozier. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot. Maybe Terry Rozier hasn't been playing well lately. But still, when he's in the game, you put him in, it's a whole different vibe around the Celtics team. So maybe, maybe it's Kyrie. how Kyrie plays. Maybe it's just not having him on there. Maybe it's that... I don't know if you're a big soccer guy, but the the oh, Manchester really? United effect—how they they fire manager Jose Mourinho, yeah, I have a I, lot I, of different things that, in that. No. He they fired their coach, they fired their manager, and now they're playing so much better because they don't have to worry about his tactics and they get to play mm-hmm. free. Do they get to play a little bit more? Celtics get to play a little bit more free without Kyrie Irving. Certainly, Kyrie's a ball first guy. He likes to have the ball in his hands. Likes to have the whole entire game in his hands.
1: So a lot, I see a lot of that. So what are your thoughts on that? I I like that. I I like that. I think that's a great analogy. Uh, Celtics, great team. They have a lot of potential. But again, like you said, they don't like the... I don't know if they don't like Kyrie Irving, but they don't really play well with him. Uh, We've not seen Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown step up at all. And they really played well last year. Last Mm -hmm. year in the the playoffs specifically, without Kyrie Irving. Let me ask you this.
0: Do you think Jason Tatum's overrated for what he's... For what that worth is, like even with the Pelicans, what they're going to offer from
1: centerpiece around him. Yeah. Do you think Chase, Jason yes. Tim's that good? I think he's. I think he's a good player, but he's nowhere near like as hyped up as he should. Like you know, like he's nowhere I think, near. I don't, as, think, as, I don't think he'll become a he better player than Kyrie Irving. Ooh. I don't think that Jason know. Know. He's, he's going be to be become a better player like than Star. Kyrie Irving. He's going to be an think, offensive star.
0: I do not think he will become a better player than Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie Irving, the biggest thing for him is that he has that killer instinct in him. I think that's such an underrated point of his game, especially in playoff time. When then when people when players start to get judged from their playoff performances, we've seen Kyrie Irving step up in those games. So that's why like
1: Kyrie has an edge over so many players in basketball. Hmm. All right, so let's 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 move on to the Seventy Sixers since you know you gave me that power to move on. Uh, so I, I, I wanted to highlight one thing about the 76ers is the fact that they have no depth. They really have no depth. Like you look you're at heavy. A team That's a theme that, yeah, of the NBA. You're looking, I I know, but the Warriors have some players like Jordan bell who can come in and play some great defense. And I guess not, 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 you know, like go up, you know, like, like a, like a Spurs bench, but a, a, a bench that could hold the lead. To at least, you know, if they're up 20, like, hold it to 15. But uh, 76ers, they traded all of their best, all of their best, you know, bench players and guys who could come off the bench and score, like Covington. I know he was starting for a little. He was a six-man for a little, too. Uh, For guys who are going to start. And I don't know if that's the best look. And we've seen the Warriors do that as well.
0: But the difference between them and the Warriors, because I see a lot of people comparing the 76ers' current model, to the Warriors, a top-heavy team, and they have that better starting five. And people forget that their starting five is on the court more of the time. So people are always like, oh, they don't have enough depth. You People have to realize that the starting five is on the court for most of the game, if yeah. not the entire game. So that's my counter-argument. But my bigger point with all of this is that the Warriors the difference between them and every other team, and I actually talked this in my show yesterday when I was comparing the Warriors to the Patriots with their model and how it's so consistent. The Warriors have this model where all their teams put all their players are able to play together in gel and they have their playing style mm-hmm. And that's yeah.: that's, Exactly. That's put into stone.: Yeah. The 76ers. I, I, the 76ers, though, they have to build chemistry it. now. Yeah, yeah. and they have like, egos like Joel and B, Jimmy exactly. Baller,
1: Exactly. It's Especially be, Butler. Think, Especially Butler. I think it's and but, MB, Butler's and, main problem. And yeah. is... you know, he, he doesn't get as many touches as Butler wants to. And I think Butler's going to have to sacrifice. He's only averaging nine. I think points.
0: Butler's out. out. I think Butler's out of this year. Because I know Jimmy Butler's character. And Jimmy Butler's a guy who likes to put up 24, 25 points a game and be the star mm-hmm. of the team. He's nowhere near the star of this team. He's, un- I he think he's unhappy he right now. Win.
1: He's had multiple does. opportunities to win there, on teams no, that have a know lot why of Jimmy, you, know not why Jimmy,
0: you know why Jimmy Butler doesn't win? Because he's a self-centered guy. And it's like what they see in Russell Westbrook and James Harden. That's why I think um, Jimmy Butler will leave going forward. But in the current right now, as we close off the 76ers, what do you see for them going down the stretch? We know we, it's, it's hard to evaluate the first half of the season because now they brought in a bunch of other pieces and lost their depth. And there's kind of a, a changing time for this team. But... Do you A, do you see them gelling going down the stretch? And B, how do you think they fare going into playoff time?
1: I wouldn't necessarily say that they are going to be able to really gel over the last 25 games, although I do think that at least... I think they can gel enough. Yeah, gel enough to the point where they're still improving a lot during the playoffs. Because, listen, if you go... If, I mean, they're the, what, the five seed right now? They've been flip-flopping with the Celtics for a little. But yeah, they're the so five. I forgot seed- to
0: mention him and the Celtics have the identical record right now. 37
1: and 21. That's both. But Boston holds a tiebreaker though, right? That's, yeah. it's two games okay. back from the Pacers. Okay, so so the 76ers, I feel like they could drop. I, I mean not not drop. I feel like they, they could drop if they don't gel. But if they start playing well together as a team, they will keep going up. And I I I if I were them, I'd want to get a top uh, a top seed. I really would. Because then you're playing a worse team, and then you can, you know, use that first round, potentially five, six games, to gel as a team, learn how to play in the playoffs, and prepare yourself for the second round, the later rounds.
0: Mm -hmm. So it's going to be really interesting to see if the 76ers gel going down the stretch. I think they will enough, but I think the Eagles are going to end up getting in the way. And my bold prediction is that this team doesn't fall apart, because there's no falling apart when you have Embiid and Simmons go and. Harris, who I think is going to stay because he's that type of guy as opposed to a guy like Butler. I think they all stay going forward. But mm-hmm. I think it's actually going to be beneficial for the 76ers to shed Jimmy Butler. But they have, they'll have they see the effects of not having that depth that they had to give up
1: exactly. to get exactly. Jimmy Butler.
0: So we are going to finish the, East, the last 10 teams of the Eastern Conference after this break. So stay tuned for more. And we're back here on the Colon Sports Show for part two of our Eastern Conference overview. So we're going to jump back in right to the Brooklyn Nets, who are the sixth seed right now at 30 and 29. So, Bryce, let's get started. What are your
1: thoughts on the Nets so far? Well, This is a good team that was made even. Or uh, Listen, this team started off really, I think, really well at the start of the season with Karis Levert. And then they, I think they went on that like 10, 15, like there there was a huge losing streak they had. And then they learned to adjust without Kairos LeVert and to play, started playing really well. And now they're sitting at over 500, if I'm correct. And mm-hmm. one, game LeVert, one game one game. What are they? 30 and 30, 30 and, 20. and 29, 30 and 29. If you were yeah, listening, so, Bryce. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. All uh, right. So now they have Kairos LeVert back and Listen, if, things are looking up for them right now. Like I said earlier, there's stuff to be excited about with a young core. You know, D'Angelo Russell becoming uh, uh, an all-star, even though it was as a replacement to Victor Oladipo. Still an all-star, though. Uh, Joe Harris, big big things coming from him, winning the three-point contest, as we discussed before. But if I'm a Nets fan, I got a lot to look forward to right now.
0: Every time I think of this Nets team, I think of, rebuilt, I think of doing like, you know, in 2K, I can do like a yeah. my my league, my my team. How mm-hmm. you go in and you're like, oh, I'm my gonna league. rebuild the Nets. Like, if I were to go rebuild the Nets and just make a bunch of trades and stuff and get young guys, like this is what my team would look like.
1: <laughs> like so you would have went back to 2013 and traded away three consecutive unprotected first round draft picks not, for no. Paul I Pierce mean, and after, Kevin that, after that,
0: no, I mean, <laughs> the whole point of rebuilding is starting from the beginning after the whole team is screwed. Yeah. They, I mean, in all seriousness, now, they've done such a great job of rebuilding this team, and they've just, they haven't made a mistake yet. They've, just, I they've mean, they've done a, they've done a job better been,
1: job than the Knicks, and they haven't had their last three draft picks.
0: It's incredible what they've done. They've just really made it, its the epitome of making something out of nothing. Yeah. And they just, the development of these players has been the biggest thing for this team that no one's really talking about. Less of acquiring guys, but more of taking guys that were, you know, throwaways. Like guys like your Joe Harris's and your Karras Silver, even though he was a first round pick, but like not a really high one. D'Angelo Russell an Outcast Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie guys yeah. like this. Jared Allen, they took him late. They they trade who they Jared
1: Jared the, Allen's very impressive, great pick. Yeah, was that was that the Bogdanovich trade that they acquired that pick? I believe. So. I think so. It was they they acquired like the twenty fifth pick in the draft from was it the Lakers possibly something like I, that? But It, was, it, was, it was one was. of those teams. Whatever
0: it was, they used it to pick Jared Allen, and that's re- really looking like a great pick. But now they have this core, and they just—they're just balanced all around. Russell's going to be there for a very long time. He's playing like—he's finally playing like an all-star, finally playing to his potential. Dinwiddie playing really well. Levert coming out of his shell this year. Harris. Now they have their sharpshooter, Damari Carroll, providing veteran presence. Crabb, veteran presence. Jared Allen, you have your center for the future—a guy who isn't scared. Caruax. a guy that everyone loves to watch having a great season so I mean first half of the season I definitely say was obviously plagued by injuries for the Nets which was unfortunate but now if they have this healthy slate to end the
1: year boy I'm very excited to watch this Nets team going forward yeah I agree I, I I love this team it's it's scrappy they play well together. And the most thing, I mean, like, I guess the they're, slogan, they're, but the
0: Brooklyn grit slogan. The I,
1: I, I love that. I love that. They're, you know, they're very unselfish too. And they got a, a really good coach. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I love this, like, nothing I to like this, about team. this team. I love this team because, like, I, again, and the fact that they rebuilt faster than the Knicks without their last three draft picks, which turned into Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Markel Fultz. I mean, the, the, Fultz, the Fultz thing was like, I mean, they could have had... Wait, Tatum was the same draft. Same, yeah. same draft. So who was it? It was Jalen Brown, Fultz, because they got the first pick. That was the Celtics pick. And who was the who was the last guy? Um, I feel like it was a bad pick. I'm trying to remember. It wasn't Simmons. It was the Simmons... No, the Simmons... That was the... I was obviously the 76ers. They got the first pick that year,
0: 2016.
1: Oh. It'll, it'll come to you later. All right. Well, you, you want me you want me to check? Fine, go check. I will. I will. I will. All right. But but I, as I'm as I'm checking, I uh, it really goes to show that how incompetent. I mean, I I know we're talking about you know the Nets, but I want to keep talking about New York teams. Uh, we'll get into the Knicks a little bit later, but it shows how incompetent the Knicks are. Uh, and like anything that happens with teams in New York City, uh, you can point out how bad the Knicks are, comparing them, uh. But, listen, this team with Kenny Atkinson as the head coach can go really far. I think that they'll probably end up with the 5-6 seed. I think they'll jump the Pacers, potentially. But, I mean, much better than the Knicks, who are the last team in the East. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Who it was? Was it? No. Wait, was it, was it the Russell pick? Or was the Lakers always had that pick? No, the Lakers always had
0: that pick. They were terrible that year. Was that the that was the year before Kobe retired? I think so. Because Russell's rookie year was Kobe's last year.
1: I'm just I, I, I don't know how I can find this. It was definitely three picks. Yeah, I know. It was it but I know it was Fultz and and and, and uh and Jalen Brown. Who was last year? They had the last year pick. It was last year.
0: Who had that pick? Oh, that one might have been, like, traded around and stuff. Oh, that was the Cavs pick. It was Sexton. Yeah, yep. That that was the Nets pick. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That was the three picks. Yeah. Regardless glad of we that found bag, it, though. Yeah, we, we, we got him. Cue the music, but... Regardless of that fact, Nets amazing job rebuilding. This team is so looks so good going forward. It's gonna be a steep task to jump the Pacers, considering they're eight games back. Is there gonna be in a twenty five game span an eight game difference between the Pacers and Nets? I agree. I I, I think it will. I think could the Nets be. could the Nets go six to seven games above their pace right now, and the
1: Pacers a few games down potentially? I think that's gonna be very close. But I think they're think- gonna start playing. The- start playing poorly I just I just don't see them breaking 500 in the last 25 games I I know I think I think they'll break I think they'll break 500 I think I think it'll be close they're
0: that good they're that good but regardless of if they get five or six I think making the playoffs is just such a big step in the right direction and I mean what would I mean they're gonna end up having to play probably Boston or Philly regardless
1: so yeah, I mean, they, you're not looking really to go far in this playoff state. They, they know they're making not going to be able making to. Making it
0: is a huge step in the right direction for the Nets, and it's just a confidence boost for the entire organization if there hasn't been one already. So moving on from New York's second favorite team. Oh, one more point before I go uh, to uh, Charlotte Hornets. Is that free agents this year, if you're a smart guy, you go to the yeah, Nets. You, if you, I know. If, I I, in this, I was going to bring state, this up. Yeah. I was going to bring this, this up. In this day and age of everyone wanting to go to all these big cities, even as a Knicks fan, I really hope a free agent goes to the Nets. Not because I want to—and actually, Nets fans aren't annoying. I was going to say they are. They're not annoying at all. They're
1: very loyal, and they're not abundant. They're not, so. I mean, they're, they've been Nets fans since 2013. I was one of the original Nets fans—I mean, not not original Nets fan, but I was a fan when they were in New Jersey because I'm a New Jersey guy born and born and raised— I uh, I was a big Nets I was a big Nets fan before I was a Knicks fan. I mean I was always I've always been a Knicks fan, but like it took a lot of convincing for my parent for my parents, right for my grandpa and my dad to convince me to become a Knicks fan, but it was a much easier transition after they moved to Brooklyn, which I was not happy about mm-hmm. because it, it took a team away from New Jersey. But like I just, just pointing that out, they still ha- they, I mean, Delo is their first all star they've had since they were in New Jersey with Darren Williams in twenty twelve. It just shows like how far they've come. I they, really, they, they went yeah. in a complete transition. Not even their location, their team, because they made the trade for, for uh, Pierce and Garnett. Like everything oh. has changed since I, since that uh, move. But it's gonna be really
0: interesting to see who they target. I really hope they don't target a culture changing guy, and they get someone who can really complement the rest of the team that they have built right now. And I think it will really work out in Brooklyn,
1: regardless. So you know, you know, wait, as- wait, before before we move on i g I'm gonna point out one player who I think is gonna go there. Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. I like Tobias Harris on the next Long Island guy. Yep. Going back home. I'd love yeah, that. It doesn't move. have to be the Knicks. It doesn't have to be the Knicks. We we all we all know he wants to come to New York. He's been I mean, I mean like well, I just hope they, I just hope been they don't, don't overpay for years. him. He's that good, but they can't overpay him. I think in this this NBA you might have to pay him more than north of twenty million. Fine, That's but you problem. can't give him, you can't give him a full max. Well, obviously not. I don't know how much you could possibly offer him. I think it's only a four-year deal because he'd that, compliment the team really max. well
0: because they're missing a forward like that. Yeah, that's actually are. perfect. I really like that. Imagine it's that just, Russell, Lavert, have Harris off the bench as your sharpshooter.
1: Yep. Or We're, I mean, it would be like
0: uh, I, I was going to say that Russell, Dinwiddie, yeah. Lavert, Harris. Put Harris at the four. Harris can play the. Harris can play the three. Harris can play the four, put Jaron Allen at mm-hmm. five. That's a great starting lineup with bench depth as well. So, for the third time, moving on to yeah, let's do it. Let's do our it. all-star host, the Charlotte Hornets. The boys led by Michael Jordan as the owner. So, after one half, the, the Hornets are 27-30, so three games under their 500. But it's the
1: Eastern Conference. They're still in the playoffs. So, what do you see from the purple and blue? This roster is a mess. I, I I can't stand how bad of a job Michael Jordan has done at rebuilding this team Think around cares. Campbell Walker.
0: Think he he, he cares. Like, He's a
1: billionaire, <laughs> but but like but he's so competitive. Like we all know. that. So, we all yeah, know. I agree. I, I'm so surprised about that. He's the most he's competitive guy ever in the league. He's more competitive than probably Bird and Magic Johnson combined. Like he was that competitive. You know, he still doesn't talk to some players because of stuff like stuff that happened in the 1986 playoffs. Like, just, I'm just pointing out a random playoffs, but like, mm-hmm. he still has beef with random people that he played against 30 years ago. But he hates losing. That's why I'm really surprised that they have done an awful job at surrounding Kemba Walker with good players. Kemba Walker's carrying this team, he's averaging 24.9 points per game. And I mean, look at their roster. Who else it's, do they have? It's terrible. They've no one, Monk, else one of the worst draft picks in yeah, this memory. awful. The Knicks were about to pick him too. They're not, they don't have another player who averages over 15 points per game. Think about it. <laughs> maybe Batum. Well, maybe Batum. Jeremy, I, I really Jeremy Lamb 15.
0: averages fifteen.
1: Oh, he is uh, having
0: a resurg- resurgent
1: season. But outside of that, I mean, it's pretty lackluster. And then you have no one else averaging over ten, other than other than Lamb and and uh, Kemba Walker.
0: I mean, Bridges hasn't even looked that good. I mean, look at their look at their past first round picks. You have Malik Monk, not not looking like a great pick. Miles
1: Bridges. Not looking like a great pick so far. Monk at eleven. Frank. Monk. Monk Monk could have gone at seven to the Knicks. We're forgetting that. Frank Kaminsky. I mean, (laughs) he's like a tank baby. He's he's a meme now. He's he's playing off. Really?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like this team is just all over the place. And honestly, could you say that Kemba Walker potentially leaving could not be a a thing for the team, but maybe a wake
1: up call that says no. Now time for a full scale rebuild. If Kemba leaves next year, I'll call it right now. This team is losing sixty five games. He's that. Well, he's I think that. I think they're. I think they're not.
0: Dumb, I think they're not dumb enough to realize how bad their team is. But do you think they're not going to be able to just? I mean, I think they go full scale rebuild. Honestly, they're in a they're in a crappy situation right they now they're going to get they're going to have a really average record. And then they're going to get like a 16 to 17. They're going to get out in the first round and have like a 16 to 17 pick in the draft, which really sucks. Yep. And yep. Then, <laughs> then they're just going to be screwed. I don't know. It's, and, it's a mess in Charlotte. They might, be, they might make the playoffs, <laughs> but it's an absolute mess.
1: And you're, and you're paying a guy like Bismack Biombo $17 million a year. <laughs> he had one good playoffs. I think it was with Toronto. He grabbed like five. Yeah, rebounds yeah. and they're like, pay him, pay this man. And, and and of course, the only team that was willing to pay. Who was willing to pay them? Because wasn't he traded to the yes, Hornets? He or did they, No. Yeah. He get,
0: no, it was the Magic who signed him, correct?
1: Yeah, it was the Magic, and then they traded him to the Hornets, and now they have to eat a $17 million deal. <laughs> that sucks. I mean, you guys like Cody Zeller making $13 million, Kid Gilchrist making thirteen, Uh and Kemba Walker is actually the sixth highest-paid player on this team at $12 million a year. He's going to get paid this summer. He will. Yeah. He'll make $30 and I think, million. And he's, that,
0: he's that good.
1: He's that yeah, good. He is. He is. And you're also paying Nicholas Batum $24 million. I, would happy, to- I
0: wouldn't be upset if we didn't get Kyrie and as a constellation got Kemba.
1: If we get KD. KD's first Stop priority. It. Stop it. Like, I love I love how Knicks fans go to, oh, yeah, we're getting Kyrie. To, a week later, and I called this, we're getting Kemba Walker. Let's go. You know? Kemba Walker has shown an inability to win at any other place other than UConn basketball.
0: No, where win, where, mean, where was the magic shown to say it right now? Where where did he play the best with UConn? Masses Square Garden.
1: Yeah, I know. Oh, that's true. That is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. I I mean, like, listen. I don't if know. Anyone's if not scared of that of that place. It's Kemba Walker. He has more moments in there than Porzingis ever had.
0: Is that another knock on Chris Hops Forzingis? Maybe. I mean maybe not.
1: Yeah, it's true. I'm not lying. I don't I,
0: lie. I, I just hope that I just want to roast that guy. <laughs> He's I just want him out of my
1: head. I, I, I can't stand the guy. I mean, right, so, come on.
0: to cap off the Hornets, as I kind of mentioned earlier, I'm expecting kind of a middling end of the season. They're probably gonna make the playoffs, they're gonna get in the first round, and then it's gonna go downhill from there when Kemba Walker leaves. So there here you go. Michael Jordan is very lucky that he is a billionaire. So, might have to gamble <laughs> his
1: team away too. <laughs> Michael Jordan is uh, uh, also
0: suspended for an entire season. Don't believe anything that anyone says.
1: You can't say you can't <laughs> say that on here. Come on. Well, what is that? <laughs> no. David Stern's going to ban this. He's going to find this podcast. David, come out here. I dare you to Bro, take down my podcast. podcast. <laughs> I'd, I'd be scared.
0: Moving on to eight, another team that's kind of in shambles, the Detroit Pistons. They are sitting at twenty six and thirty, a half a game behind the Hornets, at the eighth seed, rounding out the Eastern Conference.
1: So, after one half of the season, what do you see from them? This is, in my opinion, probably the fifth best, the fifth most talented team in the league. And they have an all star in Blake Griffin, who's been in an in, in for the a while. league or conference. I meant in the conference, in the conference, you um, have, I mean, like you scared me for a second. <laughs> I listen, 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 I, almost hung up I, phone. Th- I think you understood what I meant though. There's no way there, no chance that they're <laughs> one of the, uh, no, like, no, no, no All chance. hear right, your, your analysis. But I, I, I got a team here. That's a, like, it's, it's a solid team. They have a solid team. You know, they got Blake Griffin, who's an all-star. They have Andre Drummond, who's the top rebounder in the league, who's was an all-star last year. You know, you got scrappy players like Reggie Jackson, uh, I love this team. I I, I I just think it's it's a matter of them gelling together. And Blake Griffin, I don't know. I, I don't see him play I mean, he's not really playing. I mean, he's, yes, he's playing well to be an all-star, but you're also in the Eastern Conference. So there isn't much competition. But I don't think that these two players are, you know, gelling well at all. Uh, I'd like to see a change of scenery for potentially Blake Griffin. Uh, maybe you can get someone better. But this team's very talented, though. It is. I have to disagree.
0: I think they have enough talent that I think they're going to – I think they're going to jump the Hornets for sure. I think they're going to end up – We
1: agree agree that they're talented, though.
0: I think they're talented enough to make up the playoff team. I think there's no team that's going to jump in front of them in the Eastern Conference. But in today's day and age of the NBA, as much as you want to try it, you cannot build a team around two – Scrappy old school big men and Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. It just doesn't work. Blake Griffin
1: is 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 an old school big man. He's he's throwing down lobs and dunks like crazy. All right, I mean, but he's he's still a a down low guy. guy. He's not a he's not a spot Mm, up shooter like he isn't. But he can shoot the ball a lot better. He can shoot the
0: yes, yes, but he's not your modern day NBA big man. Yeah, fine,
1: yeah. And Andre Drummond is anything but.
0: He's a he's a dying brand that's still there, and the team just doesn't have enough star power around. So I wouldn't say this team's a mess, but it's definitely not in the best situation in terms of a modern-day NBA team that
1: could build going forward. And and the Pistons we haven't seen really good in probably 10, 10, 11 years. Uh, you know, with the change of arena, you'd think that they've been raking in more revenue, but they're they still rank in the bottom 10 of the league. In attendance per game, this team is just not. It's a. It's, a it's not it's a generating buzz. Like Detroit is not gathering around this team like they did about ten or eleven years ago with Chauncey Billups, Rasheed Wallace, you know Rip Hamilton. That team. Uh, but Dirk Melchich. Yeah. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Better than Melo though. Uh, like it's 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 it's, it's it could be salvageable. You know they have Dwayne Casey, who was the coach of the year last year, and was still fired. That's the, the only thing that, that's the
0: only thing that's going to be big for them down the stretch. They have that in them, and they have a lot of veterans on this team. Yeah.
1: They've, they've, got, they've got some, you know, players with a lot of experience. And they got so. a
0: multiple-time NBA champion in Zaza Petrulia. No
1: Is it comment. multiple? No comment. No comment. <laughs> and, and former Nick Langston Galloway. I love that guy. And Great Jose player. Calderon. Two Old former Nicks. He's 37. He hasn't retired yet. <laughs>
0: Yikes. I, lo- I love that, when they that, see that. that. When there's when there's guys, I'm like, isn't retired yet? What is he still doing playing basketball? Like, remember a guy named Pablo Prigioni? I love, Was he 41? I love when he's 41. I love Pablo
1: Prigioni. <laughs> you know, you know who he's working for right now? Who? Brooklyn Nets. He's a I actually, trader. didn't know
0: that. No, I saw I saw him in a game a few years
1: ago. I took, I do remember. That. I have a picture of him at a Nets game. All right, but now he's like an advisor, special advisor to the team. I think is is his official title. And uh, he's not helping out the Knicks, which is Pablo you know, Pritchione. <laughs> love that guy. Love that guy.
0: Anyway, that's it for the Detroit Pistons. I think they ran that seven. Just as I said earlier, biggest narrative, not a great spot, just like the Hornets. So coming into our one, two, three, four, five. Six, is that seven? Yeah, seven teams that are not in the playoff picture. We have, actually, shouldn't say that. The Heat are number nine right now, tied with the Pistons, but I guess the Pistons have a tiebreaker over them. Miami Heat, as I said about the Pistons, 26 and 30. So, what are your thoughts on LeBron's former team and Dwayne Wade's current team? Wow, that's, that's, that's not very that's, cool. You're, yeah. That's like that's no, a, that's you know the no, worst situation take, you want to you know be what? in as the let Heat. Me, let me redo that. That was a horrible
1: intro. Yeah, that's not a good intro.
0: All right, Coming, rewinding. So let's go over Dwayne Wade's team. The thank Miami you, Heat. thank
1: you. There you go. That's much better. A horrible intro. That was. I apologize. That was terrible. I mean, LeBron's that popular. That's how that you could refer to the Cavs as that because they're that bad, but not the not the Heat.
0: I don't even know. What I was thinking about that. But go on. Let's <laughs> analyze. Let's analyze. I uh,
1: for a guy who seems to be so talented with putting together teams, Pat Riley has really not done a good job putting together this specific team. He's still paying Chris Bosh twenty seven million dollars a year, and he also he he did end up eating Ryan Anderson's deal with the trade with the Rockets, and he's making twenty million right now. So you have you have you have four players on this team right now: Chris Bosh, Hassan Whiteside, who deserves the money, Ryan Anderson, and Goran Dragic, who are making upwards of eighteen million dollars a year. Dragic also that's is about nine. Yeah, exactly. That's that's like ninety million dollars of dead cap room right there. Other than Whiteside, because Whiteside's playing. Ryan Anderson, Chris Bosh is about to retire in a month. Cor- Dr- Goron Dragic, he's making $18 million a year. He doesn't play. It's just, it's not the ideal situation for a guy who has built so many winners in the past in Pat Riley. Uh, I like I like some players, though, on this team. I like Josh Richardson. Of course, I mm-hmm. love Dwayne Wade. You know, one of my favorite players growing up. But at the same time, this team does not have much talent. Do I think that they can sneak into the playoffs? Absolutely not. Do I think that they can... You don't think the they can sneak into
0: the playoffs in Wade's last year? I think they do. No. I think that, nope. I, I like to... Th- I, I always mention this. I like to think of storylines. You know what? Dwayne Wade, his final year, they get the 18, they get swept in the first round, and he retires on that. Or they get in... Think about it. Maybe like a last two or three games of the season, the Heat sneak
1: in, and it'll be a whole big story, and then they get swept. Listen, like, not every player that has a retirement tour plays in the last er, plays in the playoffs. They're in their last year. No, Look at, it's it's two I, I think of I think of storylines. Derek lines. Jeter, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant didn't even make the playoffs. That's 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 a storyline if you ever write one. Yeah, but they were that's, also they were also totally out of it. Their team
0: was terrible that year. Well, still it's Kobe. You know what? I actually, I'm. Fu- it's funny you mentioned that because the other day I just randomly went to rewatch the highlights from that sixty point game that his last game. I never noticed how well he played in that game. The
1: stats don't look like it. He shot well, What did he shoot, 22 for 38? Or 50? 50, 50, sh- yeah, it, it, was like, it was 53? like 22 for 53. 22 for 50. <laughs> but like,
0: when I was watching the highlights, he made some insane shots. And at the end, if people don't remember, I, oh, I actually yeah, didn't remember clutch. as well, he had like five in a row to end the game. He had like yeah. the last 15 points. It was ridiculous. And, that, and that was a Jazz team that was... I think they, they missed the playoffs that year just by a game or something, and, like, they kind of gave up at the end. But that was a jazz team that was a really good team, and they were kind of still playing for pride. So that was a really impressive game that people really don't talk about enough. I think that might be the
1: one of the best final games ever. It could be. I, I I'd argue. I mean, if we're talking about home, last games, or any sport, are we talking about any sport or just basketball? Um, let's say basso for now. I think Jeter right, has so a yeah, walk they, they, off they, they, and don't beat the Kobe the Kobe's yeah, by far the last the best last game of all time. But I feel like LeBron Le, LeBron's gonna come out and have like an eighty point game. <laughs> come on, you you know LeBron's gonna do that in like ten years when he retires. Just the just troll with everyone. He would do that.
0: It's gonna be insane when he really declines though. Like I know obviously he's kind of declining, but like
1: he is he right now. Re- when he really declines, it's gonna be insane. Yeah, well, both of our like lives growing up have always included LeBron James as being a centerpiece uh, for the MB- uh, NBA and one of and and always has been a centerpiece for one of the NBA's top franchises. It's gonna be weird. It's you gonna be what? weird when he when he hangs up his uh, shoes. See, I like sneakers. <laughs>
0: it's, it's basketball. It's basketball sneakers.
1: They're not. I mean, they're shoes, but they're sneakers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna up give his you shoes. I'm gonna give you
0: a spin zone right now. What, what if LeBron realized that? his health was kind of declining and he went to LA as an excuse to say I really don't need to win anymore
1: I think that's what happened I mean he didn't want to have the pressure he really thought about of having that. to win every year because now he maybe, to maybe lose he just realized like, year.
0: he's like I'm not going to win anymore I'm just going to flee off to LA and then if anyone asks like oh Well, LeBron went to LA. I don't think he's going to be able to build a winning team out there. He goes, Exactly. That's exactly what I did. I didn't want to win anymore. So I went off to LA. I think there were a lot
1: more underlying reasons as to why he went there. Family Family. Family family was one. I stopped 50%. One, two, show business. He wants to be, he wants to start in movies. He wants to do documentaries. He's doing Space Jam too. You know, his his agent, Rich Paul, has a lot of business interests or interest out there. I uh, it just it's it was a business. Three season. match Johnson lets him run the team, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, any any team, like the one thing you're offering LeBron in your contract is you get to be the GM, basically, you know, led GM. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, you no, know, who else is gonna tell LeBron James no? The last time we've seen a coach speak down to him was probably Eric Spolstra, Tyron Loon and he wanted him fired anyway. yeah, exactly. He's the only coach. Who has not been fired? Like, that's still, one, like, like, that's still
0: wanting him to go to the team. That's, I mean, now that we think, now that we're having this conversation, I guess we're agreeing on the fact that he went there because of his health. But if he was still really trying to win, a team that was really hyping up for him this offseason was the Spurs. And I'm like, no. Jordan, the thing, all right, here, here, no. all right, we're going to get into the Jordan we're gonna, No, Listen, 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 listen. For like a minute right now, I'm just going to do a little Jordan LeBron right here. And I'm, I don't have, I'm not pro Jordan LeBron. I'm totally, independent. I'm, unbi- I'm, I'm, I'm unbiased. I'm unbiased. Yeah. I don't think it's comparable, but the one knock that I have on Jordan, not knock, he played with Phil Jackson as his coach yeah. his entire career.
1: I knew, that, I knew that was coming.
0: LeBron, if you think about it, has never had a coach to really control him. And I think it's mm-hmm. a huge factor in the debate that he never, if you talk about championships and stuff, I think it's a big factor that he never had a coach to help him out with that. So I'm just putting it out there. If he went to the Spurs and played with Popovich, and even though Popovich is also on the decline of his career, I think he's done in the next one to two years.
1: I don't know about that. I I, I agree with it, but I don't think he doesn't have he's he doesn't like have the, the
0: Belichick. He doesn't have the Belichick in him to. Win all these games.
1: Also, Belichick's also five years younger than Popovich. Bel- Belichick's also a robot. Popovich is a human. exactly. So, yeah, I think well, Popovich, Popovich actually done. expresses his opinions. Belichick yeah. doesn't really speak to the press. Because he's a robot. But... Yeah, exactly.
0: I think I would, I would love to see LeBron go with Pop for maybe one last run and, like, kind of just have that coach and build, Pop can build a good team around him. But... Well, they back, have such
1: a good relationship, though. The, yeah, the I know that, that, that's, a the that, that's a thing. That's a
0: thing. I'm LeBron so, so surprised. will constantly,
1: will constantly I like, you know, yeah, I felt like we'll was say stuff about, about him. him.
0: Yeah, I felt like that was such a LeBron move that he could have made. But, I guess I... I'm, you know, as a, as a
1: part-time Spurs fan, like I you could say part-time Spurs fan. I, You know, I root for them all the time, but I'm not – that's not my number one team. I was rooting for him to come. But after the whole thing with Kawhi happened, there was no chance. If Kawhi was healthy and actually wanted to play – Yeah, yeah, it was. If LeBron was a free agent a year earlier, I think you could have seen him go to the Spurs. But at the end of the day, he wanted – What's best for his family? I don't think that living in San Antonio, with you know the Alamo and the Riverwalk, was was the was the best opportunity for his family and his business interests. Mm-hmm. That, that's all what it came down to. Down to, really, at the end of the day. So, <laughs> if you remember, we were talking about
0: the Heat earlier. So oh, we were. <laughs> I forgot. And Eric Spoelstra is still the coach of that team, but if you're really looking at their outlook right now, the de- I guess decent first half of the season, considering that they weren't playing with Dragic, I think they sneak into the playoffs. I think, you know what, I think they get in, get in over the Hornets, and it's really the last straw for the Hornets, and that that's what makes Kemba Walker leave. Really? If you think really? of narratives right now. I think Dragic comes back, I think he plays well enough, Richardson plays well enough, Wade is a, a leader on this team, Whiteside, they have good pieces on this team. You know, you know what's a big point that I forgot to point out? Dion Waders, his decline, Unbelievable, man! No, he he, he went a from
1: that. He was on the oh, Thunder. Yeah,
0: he's only played eighteen games, but like, was he in Josh, the Cavs? He was drafted by the Cavs, but he played he in the Cavs. Drafted last in the year.
1: Cavs, yeah.
0: He had a good season last year, I believe. I'm gonna go check right now. Hold on, I could have sworn he played really well last year.
1: Where was this? Wait, Josh, Josh no. Richardson is averaging eighteen points per game. That's, that's more impressive than I think every, Last, anything I've, I've seen on this team. Where is it?
0: Last year, he averaged 14 a game on 30 minutes.
1: This yeah, year with the emergence finished. of Richardson, he's, he's taken a big drop. They're both shooting guards. Yeah. Richardson's starting over him now. Waiters doesn't start. He hasn't played. He really hasn't mm-hmm. played that much. He's only played in 18 games this entire year mm-hmm. out of, what, 50, 56, 58? Yeah. None of these players have played in every single one of the games this year. Out of bio is by far the closest one at fifty six, but they just don't really have a type, yeah, type of player. To, yeah. they don't have the type of player to play every single game and be really effective every game.
0: You want to talk about players that haven't retired yet? You do Haslam?
1: <laughs> oh, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say something about that. He's thirty eight.
0: Yeah, what is he still doing on the Heat? I Guess when you like to live in Miami and still make money, not doing anything. Why not?
1: Well, how much money is he making? What is he making? Veterans minimum more than which he, which he probably got like else. 5 years ago. Yeah. Which, like hasn't been adjusted for inflation, so he's probably making what like $500,000 probably. No, he's making he's making 2.3 million, 2.4 million. Wow, you done this? <laughs> yeah, you know, he's probably living in in Miami, living it up, partying, you know, so about to celebrate. He's going to have his jersey at, retired at the, by at, the year. Yeah,
0: at the over 60 neighborhood in Miami.
1: <laughs> but he's like he's he's a Miami legend. Played his entire career with the Heat. Actually, mm-hmm. was good at one point.
0: He was. He actually was good. He was great, and he's a huge he's great. part. of it. Was, it, was it? did he win? Was three, great. three titles. Was he on that Wade team? Great. Yeah, he, yeah was. he was on the Wade team. Yeah. So three titles. No, have a career, Udonis Haslam. But that's it for the Heat. And staying in the vicinity of Florida, a place I'd really like to be right now because it's nice and warm there. Yeah, Orlando it's you Orlando Magic of
1: soccer, man. <laughs> soccer really, really holding you down.
0: Where are the Orlando Magic? Okay, so the Orlando Magic, 27-32 and 32 right now. A few games back from the Miami Heat thing at the 10 seed. What have you seen from the team manned
1: by Nikola Vucevic so far this season? Uh, it, it's hard to tell with this team. Because if you look at what they have and all the players that, you know, play for them, it's like, you really can't tell because you see, you you know, you see players automatically that pop off. I mean, not really like like you know them. You any casual fan knows Aaron Gordon is the crazy dunker. You, you know Nikola Vučević because he was just an all star. But then Evan Fournier, who's a scrappy player, good player. DJ Augustin, who's thirty one, he's washed up, still on this team, and he's starting for this team. He's starting every single game he's played for this team. And Ter- Terrence Ross, good player. But I wanted to. The one thing I really wanted to outline and speak about is that Jonathan Isaac was one of the worst draft picks, and Mobamba. You have two of the worst really? draft I can, picks. I laugh every time someone mentions him about basketball. So I know, funny. I know, because no one knows him for basketball. Between Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac, these are these like these, because both these players have been insanely hyped up. They are two of the worst back-to-back draft picks I Sorry, think I've ever I seen. I can't take you serious. I know it's funny. <laughs> It's funny, <laughs> Mo Bamba. You can't talk about basketball,
0: man. With get
1: Well, like there was a time when you could, and now like that that's passed. Yeah, it's done. He's so just now a it's a meme yeah, now. Mo it, it, Bamba. He is a meme because he's not good. If he was good, like if he was scoring the twenty it's points terrible. a game, wouldn't it wouldn't be a meme. Like LeBron, <laughs> LeBron was a meme. LeBron James, and he was scoring 40, like thirty five points a game. <laughs> Like, like, that's different. Like, everyone knows LeBron because he's that good.
0: He started one of 47 games, 6.2 points per game, five rebounds per game.
1: Or at least he has a song made for him. <laughs> Check West, baby. Like when someone asks him when he's 40 years old, what do you remember by it? What do you do? Check West made a song about me. Check it out. Mo Bamba. I didn't play in the NBA. That, 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 that's what his legacy is now because he's that bad.
0: It's just a song.
1: He <laughs> is a song that went to Texas. I was drafted six. I can't take fifth, it seriously. Fifth. He was drafted fifth, right? Or six? Whatever it, what it
0: was, he 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 it. I'm matter. gonna check right now. <laughs> I have to check. Sixth overall. Sixth. six. Don, Don, Don straight, straight, straight up Harlem was fifth.
1: Straight up Harlem, Har-
0: Mo Baba. Oh gosh.
1: <laughs> that you know what, Cole? That's that's what I like to call a tough scene. <laughs> Shout out! Ed, Shout out! Barry. No, no. <laughs> yeah, Barry. If you guys know him, you know good guy, class act. Uh He's got a better podcast than both of us could ever have.
0: can Please, that.
1: please sponsor us, Barry. <laughs> but Nikola Mikula Vucevic,
0: let's look at him spotlight because he was the all star on this team. He's having himself a nice season. Twenty pops out twenty five point six seven PR, averaging twenty and twelve. You know, I, on a team I know I always. 12,
1: a team not, of- awful, not awful, but a team that doesn't have much star power. He's getting a lot of putbacks. He's just he's, just, he's in the right place at the right time. Gets mm-hmm. three offensive rebounds a game, and I guarantee you he's getting like four to five second chance points.
0: What are your thoughts on um, Aaron Gordon
1: as a player? As a player? I'm, always so, I'm so, always so torn on him. Solid player. Could be a much better shooter. Only shoots 34% from three on 4.4 attempts per game. He could be a lot better. And he's only shooting forty four percent, forty five percent from the field in general as a power forward, as a power That's forward that good. should be down low. That should that should be a high. He's a high flyer. Think about every other high flyer. Jordan Griffin. shot like fifty percent. Not not. I mean, like you can't count him because he shot so many outside shots. But guys who finish in the paint. Why can he?
0: Why can he develop like into a Blake
1: Griffin guy? I can't see that. You don't can't. see that in him, and you don't see that comparison with Aaron Gordon. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin always had a lot more upset than Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon is not one hundred percent, but he already is kind of a of, of a Blake Griffin type player.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Blake I mean, Griffin shot a lot better the from the ceiling?
1: Field. Yeah, that's I mean, what, what you really should shield. really look to
0: improve on going down the stretch. But this Magic team is kind of just in the midst of a rebuild, and they really need to nail down these draft picks. I mean. It's not gonna work when you have Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba as your last two picks. And I mean, you're depending on Terrence Ross. I mean, got some good dunkers on this team, Terrence Ross and Gordon. But those are two
1: (laughs) top ten picks in a row that have not panned out.
0: When do you ever see that? There's a lot of failed first round picks on this team. And both of them
1: are averaging under ten points per game. One of them in their second year. Isaac Isaac's in his second year. He's not shown anything.
0: I liked him. At, um, He went to Florida State, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was.
1: He was I liked, there. I liked watching him at Florida State. I really enjoyed it. I thought he was going to be really good in the NBA, but He looked like he had, had a lot of upside, but then immediately mm-hmm. when he transitioned into the NBA game, he showed like his, every single one of his flaws.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which outweighed the positives, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, with the Magic, we'll wait and see. The Eastern
0: Conference is so weak. Maybe they'll sneak out a playoff spot. Doesn't look really likely, though, but I mean, they're they're not even a game out, so yeah, it, it's insane. All right, so moving on to number eleven, a team that That's should East. be in the playoffs right now but aren't because of an injury to whether you like to call them or not, a star, the Washington Widgers. Wizards. Stop, stop. I, I,
1: yeah, definitely they should
0: be. They would be in the playoffs if Wall was playing. Don't even debate that. <sighs> the East is so weak. It's so weak. It is not not the top four teams though. Outside the top-heavy Eastern Conference, the bottom is so weak. And quick, quickly, I know we're we're on the topic of memes, Kelly Oubre. If you want to talk basketball terms, that was a terrible trade. Because he's playing so well with Phoenix right now, I know. and he was playing well with um Washington. So what what were they thinking with that trade? I mean, that might be I the biggest no mistake. Idea. That was just—I have a- no idea. It was Dwight.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yikes. I mean, Dwight, he's trying to get his. If Kelly Oubre wanted to leave, I guess, you know, let him out. I wouldn't be, I I wouldn't be, I don't want to be around Dwight
0: Howard.
1: (laughs) Dwight Howard's washed too. Yeah, he's done. This team's made so many different moves. He's only played nine games this season. This team has had 25 different players play for this team. I mean, if you That's also at their injuries.
0: Wall was out, Howard's out, Porter's been out. What was
1: Howard out for again? I forgot.
0: Can you repeat? He's it? only played. Oh, a a glute, a butt injury. Yeah, I don't know how he got that. They do have Gary Payne, the second on their team. <laughs> no one as good as his father. Now looking at the now looking at the roster. Oh my god! No, I'm look. I mean, it took me like five minutes to scroll down this team. It's ridiculous. They but, do have the goat, Ron Baker. I miss Ron. I miss Ron. I miss Ron too. Ron's a class act player, but he is. He is. If you're talking basketball in the present term for the Washington Wizards, I mean they're not going to make the playoffs this year. It's a lost season. But Bradley Beal this year has truly shown to me that he can be a star in this league, and he's not a sidekick. I think he's significantly better than John Wall now. I say that with confidence. And from what I heard, I didn't really see it personally, but. There was a lot of chatter that Bradley Beal, despite the Wizards being in such a crappy situation, so it's kind of unrealistic, he was doing his fair share of recruiting at the All Star Game per some reports. So, Bradley for, Beal. For who? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> who? Uh, that's. A, hey that's Durant, I, you
1: want to come play? I mean, you want to
0: pre- play for my team? No, like oh, oh I, appre- I appreciate the effort, but they're in such a terrible situation with Wall's contract and Wall's out for the entire season next year, which puts them in such a crappy hole. Like they're probably better off just trading Beal next season or the off season. How much? How much? Didn't they re-sign Wall and it's taking effect next year? He's making yeah, like thirty-five million next in a year. Huge. I mean, have you not heard about that? Wall's in a huge contract, and now he's out for an entire season next year. So they effectively yeah. wasted two years of his contract. So imagine the I mean, team listen, you with, can with, have, never if predict that kind ha- of if everyone's healthy. Wall, Beal, they still have Ubre, No, Howard, no. Porter. It's not a bad team at all.
1: I, uh, <laughs> See, not, yeah, definitely, they it's it's the definitely a, Yeah, they they have a, th- that was a deep team. They just never really have not been able to have a really good big man. It was always Martian Gortat, uh, mm-hmm. and he's not gone. the best player. Yeah, he's gone. He was bought out. He's he's not a good player. But not now he isn't. Like who do they have as a big man he now? Was, he was good Thomas enough for the Bryant. Yeah, who's their big man now? No one. They, they don't have one. They do They do, like that Ian, was always their problem. Ian the yeah, Mahemis. <laughs> no, but like they've always had just really a really good backcourt. It was always Bradley Beal and John Wall. Is this the best backcourt in the league? And then and they just always never there was had the good world. big men. Yeah, they yeah. did. They they were they were some sometimes ranked above Steph and Clay because before they were really good. Steph and Clay, these two were one of the best backcourts in the league, and mm-hmm. they they still are if John Wall's playing, but. They never had a big man. It was always Martian Gortton. It was nothing ever better than that. They were that's, never really given the chance to have a good big man on their team. That's a real what if, like an underrated what yeah. if. But I mean, listen. In two years, Bradley Bill will be twenty seven. Uh, John Wall only thirty. I, they still they still can build around this team. Mm-hmm. But it, I wouldn't say it's two over. injuries. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, torn Achilles. I, I'd that's, say that's I'd say you start from scratch.
0: Honestly. I mean, next year's a lost cause. If Wall's not playing for the whole season, you might as well go try and get a crappy pick, a good pick from a crappy season. I think the
1: Lakers should have gone after Beal. I think Beal's that good. I I don't see him him playing well in the Lakers. He's not that type of talent that can go and play with LeBron like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's kind of just to glorify it. I can't see this. He's a much better version. I can't say glorified because that's just not true, of Contavious Coldwell Pope. Mm-hmm. Very similar players. I agree. Him and Bradley Beal. Bradley Actually, Beal I like is that much, comparison a lot. much more talented, but he's just a glorified Contavious Coldwell Pope. He really mm-hmm. is. He's a lot more talented, but again, at the end of the day, like you're bringing in a player who can basically only shoot. He doesn't have much playmaking ability. Uh, he's only averaging 5.4 assists, and he's basically the point guard right now. Who else is there to be a point guard at this point with, with Wall Out? What was it uh, Tomas Sadaransky? Or yeah. Shooting uh, him. Well, he's, well, Sadaransky's averaging four. No one's averaging a lot of assists. Wall was the main playmaker on this team.
0: Look at it right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jabari Parker who played four games for the team. Is that the, Jesus. Is this? <laughs>
1: That's another awful pick. And it was, and, and like, I feel like every player who's gotten hurt in their first year of like potentially playing Blake Griffin, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid with two years had played really well, except Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker, what did he go down and it's like he played? He played his first couple games. He showed a lot of potential, and then got hurt and was out the rest of his first year. Then he just never came back as the same player. Mm-hmm. Another what if? If you know, if we're considering that, he was he could have been a great player in this league. They mm-hmm. they just got a lot of players who are washed up at this point. They really do. Dwight Howard, of course, yeah, as on, we all know. As I said, to cap it off,
0: as I said, honestly, the Wizards are just. Finish out this season with pride. Go into next year, clean up mm-hmm. the team a little bit. I think they try to trade Bill in the off season. Go full scale rebuild. Get a guy, another guy in the draft. Maybe see how Wall recovers. I don't see him coming back completely healthy for until not next season because he's not playing. The season after is going to be when he's coming back, and I don't see him even coming back to near nearly full form until the second half of the season, considering the injuries he's coming off of. So. It's going to be a really interesting situation to see what the Wizards do. Moving on, though, a team that finally – I mean, we got through such a muddy stretch here of teams that like, I don't like yeah, the situation. Yeah, this is I, a good one. This one's a good one, the Hawks. They're 19-39 right now, but I really like what I'm seeing with the Hawks this season. So
1: what are your thoughts? Uh, great, great young team. Got have, have a great future. And, I mean, and they, have some, they have some players who could really turn into uh, – superstars. Trey Young could be a superstar. I think Trey Young's going to be be so good in this league. He's going to be great, but again, like we said, he's not going to be as good as Luka Doncic. But John Collins could become a really solid player. Not even really solid. He could become a star. I'm not saying a superstar, though. There's a difference. But there's that duo right
0: there. They already have it.
1: They do. They already have it. And uh, they have a much better future than most of these teams in this East. Much better future than the Knicks. Because the Knicks' heard, the next yeah. future is is up in arms. You don't know exactly what's going to happen. This, this team hasn't ranked to them. Exactly. Exactly. You know exactly what you're getting with these players. And unless an injury happens, but if you watch Trey Young, you know he's going to become a, He's you know he's going to become a star. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, he's putting up 14 field goals a game, but he's uh, he's still shoot, I mean, he is shooting 40% from the field on on 17 points per game. He's shooting 31% from three. That's not good at all. Uh and but he's he, like, he's, he, he, he needs to better his shot selection. At the end of the day, he's taking way too long of threes. He's not as good mm-hmm. as Steph Curry. Never will be as good as Steph Curry, but he's got a lot of potential. I like how you mentioned that because I think Atlanta,
0: when he got drafted, my first reaction was this is the perfect place for Trey Young because A, he gets to get paired up with a big man in John Collins, which is a model that teams really are kind of oblivious to. That point guard, big man, that guard, big man tandem. Definitely something that teams really target going forward. I don't like that it's very double, underrated in this league. Double these double days. guard or double big man. It, it really doesn't work a lot. But regardless, Trey Young, Atlanta, very good place for him because he has a little bit of freedom for these first few years before they really come into a, a team that's gonna contend. But what I was saying earlier, have you heard the kind of comparison to the Warriors that the at, that the Hawks are a poor man's warriors that they're building right now? Or no? <sighs> No, I have not. If you look at it, you have Trey Young, who has, as, I know he's not Steph Curry, but he has similarities to Steph Curry. Then you have a guy like Kevin Huerter, who's ha- playing really well as a shooter. People have compared him to Klay Thompson. He's and not- then um, Omari Spellman, people have compared him to uh, um, Draymond Green. People have seen a lot of Warriors. And then there's also, I forgot his name, there's someone in the front office who's multiple people in the front office that come from the Warriors. So they're kind of trying to build that culture there. They're never going to repeat it. But regardless, it's looking upwards for the Hawks this season.
1: They just need to find a good coach. They don't really have a good coach. What was this guy, Lloyd Pierce? Come on. Mm-hmm. And, and get
0: they're going to get another good pick. So definitely trending upwards in the ATL. So moving on, the Chicago Bulls, 14-44 and 44 right now, full tank mode.
1: What do you see from them? Talented team. Pretty talented team. I hey, look at their t- look at it. They just traded for Otto Porter. They have Zach Levine, who's one of the best guards in the East right now. Lori Barkin, who's shown a lot of potential. Like they have a lot of stuff. I don't understand. House, I mean, yeah,
0: how this team so bad? I mean, I guess I, I, Laurie, you know Laurie know missed sixteen though. games. You know Laurie missed a lot of games.
1: They're gonna end up. With, they're gonna end up with Zion. This kind of team. This kind of team that shouldn't be doing this bad, but is is gonna end up with the best player in the draft. Instead of a team that's actually bad like the Knicks. Hold on. I
0: never really noticed this. Zach Levine looks a lot like Mac Miller. I'm looking at his picture right now.
1: No. No. I don't see it. No Hold chance.
0: On. Hold on. I'm looking at this right now. All right. No, no not, not close up. From far, he did for a second. He has that kind of face. But let's talk basketball stuff.
1: That's the craziest take you've had all day. <laughs> that right there. Far away. I'm looking at this
0: ESPN app and he looks like Matt Miller. I don't know
1: why. But go on. <laughs> uh, listen, they've had some bad draft picks in the past. But they've uh, nailed their past few. They Wendell Carter, he's only averaging what? He's ten that's ten points per game. He's a good player. I no, like he's Wendell Carter. He's playing well. He's playing he's well. Playing he's well. Playing well. He I've heard really well. good
0: reviews about him so far. I haven't really watched him, but I've heard really good reviews about Wendell Carter,
1: Chris Dunn. And, not a good draft pick.
0: No, but that's not no. their draft pick. That was the Jimmy Butler trade. Oh, that but, was the that
1: was the Timberwolves play. Yeah, they, they they Timberwolves drafted Chris Dunn. I remember that now.
0: Yeah, but Mark Markkinen bad. has proved himself to be in a, a star in this league, and he's a force on the court. A great shooter, a modern day big man, something that teams yeah. need to have. And Otto Porter, ever since getting traded, who's still relatively young, has been playing really well with the Bulls. He's averaging twenty twenty two and a half points a game in four games, but still, I. That's enough of a sample size to prove that he's playing well enough. But And you Zach Levine, a guy who I think is much more than a dunker and, and a very good player in the NBA. So you have that core going.
1: They're going to get another really good pick. Why not? I think this team could be really good going forward. I, I can't see them taking after this year. I think th- th- this this upcoming offseason is going to be the offseason that starts their upwards trend. After mm-hmm. this offseason, we're going to see them increase in wins probably every year. Some they young will. players on this team. Oh, the trend feel, is done. The trend is yeah, done. yeah. It's 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 done. You know, marketing's become a great player in the league. Levine is already there. Porter. They got. They have a really good player in him. I, I like this team. I, I keep saying that, but but it's true. I, it's just, it's they have a great future. The, these some of these bottom teams in the East are just are just have great futures and they're tanking for a reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So on
0: the topic of tanking. Cleveland Cavaliers, now sitting at... Yikes. 12-46. and 46. So, now I'm going to introduce it. So, for LeBron's former team... There it is. There it is. You can do that with that. What have you seen
1: from them? I see a team that has absolutely no talent, but they're obviously more in a tank than any other team in the league right now. I, I'm biased because I'm a Knicks fan, but... Just watching this team, like the fact that Kevin Love was out with a minor injury for four months was absurd. Why is Kevin Love still on this team? I don't know, and
0: he shouldn't be. He shouldn't like. Be. I no, there's a rumor that he was that someone put um someone made a mock trade to him going to the Trailblazers. I really that I like that one.
1: I like with too. a backcourt like that. I'm actually very annoyed. So who are that they gonna happen? give up their next five draft picks? Who else do they have? Yeah, but seriously.
0: They'd, they'd, they'd figure it out, but... They Probably. Honestly.
1: They, they, they'd have to give him up. Definitely.
0: But this Cavs team is, I wouldn't say a mess, but they have Sexton. That's definitely a piece for the future. Mm-hmm. He's not playing terrible. 15 a game, but, I mean, he should be averaging more in a team this bad. Sadie Osman, not a meme, actually a good player. Playing well enough. I I mean, a guy that I want to see more from, Larry Nance. I haven't really
1: seen enough from him last year and this flyer. year. It's a high flyer. Uh he gets up, gets a lot of rebounds for his size. He's like only like what 6'9, six, 6'10. Six, mm-hmm. Jumps really high in the air. Has the ability. Gets good rebounds. I've seen him get good rebounds in yeah, games before. He has the ability to also put the ball down on the floor. He really can. He can dribble a little bit. He can, he's a good playmaker, somewhat of. I I, I like he's averaging three assists a game. As a power forward, who's 6'10. I like that. I I like that from a player from a player who's, one and a half one and a half steals a game as well. Yeah, he's he's a he's a guard in a power forward's body. It's it's really what we're looking at. He's he's like a a much less athletic Zion Williamson, but can still jump. Mm-hmm. He's and a science. guy,
0: if I, now that I'm looking at it, I was I was wondering where the, all the points are coming from this team. Jordan Clarkson kind of having a revival season, 17 points game. I and as you said earlier, someone has to score, but. He's averaging 17 a game. Not playing terrible. Good for Jordan Clarkson to come back there. But this team just, I think the bottom line is they should keep tanking. And you know what? They could be playing better because Tristan Thompson just broke up with the Kardashian. So the curse has been lifted. The curse
1: has been lifted, but I don't know if this team's
0: talent has been lifted at the same time. No, I think tank has priority over Kardashian curse somehow.
1: It it does. And what what's happening with JR? JR JR's just out of it. He's he hasn't he's played. living life. <laughs> in New Jersey, baby. You know you know he's playing golf right now. I mean not in New Jersey, it was just the weather, but JR they they really screwed him over a little bit there. He requested a trade, he got fined because that's illegal in their collective bargaining agreement. You literally can't request a trade in public to the media and he did it. And they benched him for the entire year and like said, we're not getting anything for you. You're thirty-three years old. You're a liability to any contending team. We're not gonna buy you out. You sit on the bench and you're gonna do nothing for the rest of the year. And that's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> and he's he's still making money. He's still in the title. He Home doesn't with the mellow. He, Oh my God. Oh, that's 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 a tough scene. <laughs> tough bad. scene. Jared's so, taking fifteen million dollars to sit the bench to ride the bench right now. Good
0: for Jr. because that's the most good JR, Jr. thing I've, that's the most Jr. thing I've ever heard in my entire
1: I life. Know. <laughs> I know. He should. He should be. He should be playing right now. I mean, he's he's getting in the twilight of his career, which is just absurd. Because I've always remembered Jr. Smith being in the league for as long as I've watched basketball. He's always mm-hmm. been like the loud loudmouth guy. I'm gonna yeah, miss we, Jr.
0: We haven't heard from Jr. But that's gonna round. Maybe out that's a good thing. Our yeah, it might be. That's gonna round out our Cavs talk. And last but certainly not least. Oh boy. The New York Knicks, woo! 11-47, and 47, full tank mode on
1: David Fisdale. I love David Fisdale. He's doing exactly what they're asking him to do. They're Tank? Not, like, exactly. What else do you want him to do? Hornacek couldn't do it. Woodson couldn't do it. Who was the guy who... Fisher couldn't do it. Fisher was the guy who won three of his last four All games. Right, and no and what? screwed them out of towns. Fine. It's finally I, time. There, there's that there's some
0: positives call- in Fisdale. I think he's, they've seen a lot of flaws in him, and I think he was definitely overrated in Memphis. But I do like the fact that he's done a good job of developing some of the guys in his team, specifically guys like Moutier, for that little period of time, and um, Vonley, two guys that he totally revived their career in a way. And he, But, I mean, just some
1: of the rotations are just mind-boggling. Well, he's doing that for a reason. I don't know if you tank. remember, but in their first five to six games, they were contending in every single game. I think they started no, out 100 you know. They beat the Hawks, they beat a couple of other good teams. They started out really good. They were they were really good te- I mean listen, when David Fisdel wants to win, he can make his he could put his team in, into a position for them to go out and try to win. They're just not in a position. They mm-hmm. go out and they, they go down immediately. But that's good. Because you're letting them play back and you're letting them gain experience at the same time while not letting them win. Because I, th- I think they know what's, what, what the deal is. I think I know. I think they know. I think spe- specifically DeAndre Jordan knows exactly what his role is on this team. And that's basically to develop Mitchell Robinson, who has the best upside on this team. He's more upside than Kevin Knox. I think by far. Mitchell Robinson has raw talent. He's re- really athletic. Has the most blocks in the NBA over the last 10 games in that span. Or since the Kristaps Porzingis his trade, he has the most blocks per game in the NBA. He's long. He he can do everything. I love Mitchell Robinson. I think he was the best pick, and I think that's Scott Perry's pick, too. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, the front office has just done an excellent job so far, and it's going to come down in the crunch time now. They have the biggest offseason that's going to make or break their tenure. I mean, there's no sugarcoating it. That's exactly what it is for our Knicks. But let's do a bit of evaluation right now. What are some guys
1: you want to kind of point out or narratives of the first half of the season? like I said, Mitchell Robinson's showing a lot of potential. Really showing, spur- like, I, I, he's showing spurts of like DeAndre Jordan. He's, big, I think he, I think he'd be better than DeAndre Jordan. I, don't I mean, see like, why we're, not? we're seeing we're we're seeing a guy who's like, he's an inch taller than DeAndre Jordan. He's got a lot bigger of a wingspan. Uh, he's he's scoring now. He's a freak, uh, of course. He's a yeah, he's a free He's an athletic freak. He's just a great player. We we like we, we we of course know Dennis Smith. They they got him for for nothing. I mean, it was in a salary dump. You could have easily dumped that salary with all those players players with Courtney Lee with Tim Hardaway Jr. to any other team. But wait, hold Mavs, on. We, no, what? what? Easily? Are you kidding me? I'm saying I'm saying you like, can't. Easy. Obviously, it was. Something. Are you
0: kidding me? You know, it was the dump Lee salary. No, I know,
1: I know, I know. But they did it. They did it and got someone back easily. Like they're like, all right, take this. But give us back Dennis Smith Jr. Give us, give us back uh, DeAndre Jordan, and Dennis Smith Jr. should have always been picked. And They also trade Porzingis. if You well, remember? But. Yeah, I know, but I don't care about that. They obviously, yeah, every, screw Porzingis. I'm yeah, I'm over that. I'm over that because I think every other team in the NBA actually knows that there's something wrong with him. If 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 if, if like, they didn't know that and they just thought that he could have returned to his basic self, oh, I not. think you, seven. You could have a seen seven, a lot more. Three teams. big guy with skinny legs. There's no chance. With a torn ACL. No one over seven feet has ever had a torn ACL and has re- 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 returned to their former greatness. I was, re- I was at all. Yeah, that was. I think, one it's, go- I think his value uh, that is injury, that injury when it happened, it signaled the end of his time in New York. And I don't think many people knew it because it was a death sentence, like just right there. Like uh, Knicks fans saw it right in front of their eyes, a death sentence for the, from their best player.
0: Remember that twenty team. game? Remember that twenty game stretch? Yeah, last they were, season they were
1: winning all the time.
0: I that that was, was putting up 30,
1: 25 points a game.
0: We and saw Porzingis a lot of chemistry was for so that well.
1: team. Yeah, I mean, and, and and now you have did you Dennis did you listen junior.
0: to um Hornacek on the Woj yeah, pod day? I, I, I listened I to I that heard whole interview.
1: part of it. Yeah, I mean, some good. He insight. wasn't
0: wrong. He wasn't wrong. That team looked really well good until Porzingis went down. They kind of demoralized the entire team. And they're like, no Porzingis, oh, whatever. Guess he shift the tank again. But like. I'm he did not know how to tank either. Yeah, not know happy, how to tank either. I'm happy they got rid of Hardaway. I love Hardaway to death. I'm a Michigan guy. Happy they got rid yeah. of him though. Mm-hmm. I think trading Trey Burke. I can't believe they did that because Trey Burke. They should traded away Moody instead. Honestly, I love <laughs> Trey Burke. I don't know why they gave him up, but huh, I don't know. I, Trey Burke's a guy that they could have kept going forward as a guy coming off the bench, but they, some for some reason kept Moody, and I think Moody actually has more value than Trey Burke, but. Whatever they say, if, that, if there's any mistake that the, that the front office has made so far, I think it might have been Trey Burke. I really like Trey Burke.
1: I I agree. I agree. Let's talk. But, about, let's talk about Kevin
0: Knox for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. What have you seen from him?
1: Oh, I see a player who was started out the year really well. We saw the summer league last year where he was just putting up like twenty the points. Summer league, yeah. but then I you know, yeah. summer league because we're seeing because that's when he has confidence. I think it's all about his confidence, and we saw glimpses of. A superstar, and it's, even though and it's he's only nineteen,
0: league. let's make that clear. He's only 19. exactly,
1: exactly. Instead of drafting a guy like Macal Bridges, who was twenty two and had a lot of experience playing at Villanova, you picked a guy who, again, another one and done from Kentucky. But he's nineteen years old. He's got a lot of room to grow, and he's he might have already been a better player than Macal Bridges. and Macal Bridges has three years on him, three years of growing. would yeah. uh, really be- and yeah, need a really good um December, Kevin Knox. He did, and he, he, people, uh, people forget this, that he was out most of November. In mm-hmm. October, we saw a great player with the exact same skill set as we saw in the summer league, and then he went down. And we, we can't perfectly and, and, and truthfully judge him because of that injury. It, you know, it's, it's another what-if, but I don't think it's that big of a what-if if he returns to being a good player because it was only one. It just it stunted his growth a little bit. That's all it did. Mm-hmm. It's not like it, it's, it. I mean, it set him back, but it didn't mess up any of his like skills.
0: Mm-hmm. Still the same so, player. Yeah. Just we
1: don't see his growth.
0: So before we get into kind of a future punch in the future plans for the next, let's just do a quickly of the bigger guys in the team. Dennis Smith Jr. in seven games so far. What have you really seen from him? He's averaging seventeen a game, six assists.
1: Why well, I he a player who we know exactly what we got when we traded for him? We see an explosive player who can create off the dribble can really get by anyone he really tries to get past because he's one of the fastest players in the league. Uh, he's scoring 17 points on 31 minutes per game. That's very effective. He's sharing the ball well. He's got six assists per game. I, I, I really, really like that he doesn't turn the ball over a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shares the ball well. He's, he's just very talented. I, I don't know why they never picked him. He was obviously more talented than I breaking think, up, I know. think
0: they didn't pick him because he didn't want to be on the Knicks.
1: No, there's... no, that was or not the injury. It. Was, was it the it. injury? Was it the injury controversy? Well, he tore ACL in high school. He tore his ACL in his senior year of high school, and he still went to NC State and still played really well. But I just I have a problem with the Knicks allowing Phil Jackson to make that last pick, even though they knew for a fact that he was halfway through. He yeah, had, he had one I hundred percent.
0: hundred percent agree with that
1: because if you knew we're gonna, if you knew we're gonna, you were going to fire him, why would you let him take that take that pick? Because he did. Do, really do you remember?
0: Do you remember why he picked Neil Akina? You want the triangle? In the triangle. Yeah, exactly. Kinda inter- it's kind of interesting to think about, though. But De- I mean, I'm happy to have Dennis now. Yes. Uh, so let's see. Dennis Knox we went over. Um, a underrated, an underrated, underrated guy that I really like watching so far. Damian Dotson and Von. Love Lai. that kid. Love that and, kid. And and, and I, love I love Dot. I love Dot. Dot has been yeah, one I mean, of my favorite players in the NBA so far this season. I think he's been so awesome for the Knicks. I think he's going to be a really big piece going forward. I want to see him play a lot going down the stretch this year. I'd rather see him him play than Frank, honestly. Really? I mean, I guess we want to see enough of Frank, but I think Damien Dotson, I want want him to prove that he's a guy that we can
1: use going forward once
0: we hopefully bring in stars and we need bench guys.
1: I think everything Frank Nolkina has done this year has proved to the fans, to the front office, and to the players on that team that he is, th- he does not have the talent or the potential to really become a good player in this league. We thought that he could be a good three and D player. Uh, in his highlight videos, he was making threes all the time. Now he's no confidence. He gets. Well, but you also scary. see, you also see,
0: European players do struggle to shoot.
1: Porzingis didn't. Well, yeah, but that's. I mean, like, <laughs> Doncic didn't. How, how? All right,
0: there's outliers.
1: Those are for two the most players.
0: There, there are outliers, but. I it's, agree, a, it's a, a known fact that European players but Neil Aquino is still how old 20 years old he's still 20 I, I so don't see any there's no reason to show
1: any fl- he doesn't show any flashes of greatness
0: he'll Ooh, lock a player here's the thing here's the thing hold on I'm gonna get into him one second before we get into Neil Aquino going forward I'm gonna give a, bit, yeah. give a bit of a teaser right now Alonzo Trier has been playing out of his mind so far as an undrafted guy do you really like what you've seen from Trier so far Isozo
1: I love I love Trier. he was playing really well up to the point where he got injured as well. he was out for what like a month no not even yeah. a month. he was out for like three weeks about I missed him yeah Trier, Trier was a much needed piece to this team when they when he was out he, he he supplies a lot of the scoring. he gets the basket better than anyone on this team besides maybe Dennis Smith jr but I, I just love I love his I I love just how he plays. he plays mm-hmm. hard he hustles at every both ends of the court. And he plays like an undrafted free agent.
0: I see that a, he, I see that in a lot plays of players with chip in the next. He's trying to prove it, something. I think every player except for Hardaway was playing that way. hmm
1: Because this is a young scrappy team. This is a team that wants to win. You no,
0: know I think that's a lot of fizz though too. I'm mean, I'll admit it. You no, know I shouldn't I'm gonna cut that that piece out. <laughs> I'm, what? I'm gonna it's act like what? I never said that. You no, know David, I take it back. I love you, David. Good.
1: <laughs> Good. Because he's he's he's, he's, a, he's a great coach. No one else has ever been able to actually. I think tank it's. I think it's. Team. I think.
0: And I don't think it's a tanking. I think it's really the mentality that he's
1: put into these boys. He, he has, and he, he's he's you know he's he's ensured them that by trusting the process, basically, like you know, like with the with Philly and Sam Hinkie, that you can win, but you don't need to win right now. And what's the point of trying to win right now? What is that going to do? What is that going to do for you? Who is Confid- that going to
0: prove? Confid- confidence, but it's not good. It's not good, but
1: it's for confidence. It's conf. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's it, it's definitely confidence. But at the same time, these kids want to win in the future, and I see a lot of mm-hmm. them as the future of this team. And Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, uh, Von Le. Von I I see Dodson yeah. in the future. I see Trier, Nilke, no, and I think they should trade immediately. I think he's awful, Ro- especially Robinson. I- I- you know who's a good player lately? Luke Cornett, mm-hmm. seriously, ever since they traded Porzingis, Cornett has stepped up his game, has been, has been hitting pretty cl- clutch shots. Who was that, that team they were playing the other night, maybe two weeks ago, that Cornett hit that clutch three to cut it to one point? That might have been the Heat. Or was could've it been, or Was it the Raptors? Could have been the Raptors. I don't, it, it, was, it was against a fellow East team. It's not uh, a lot of close games that they played. <laughs> I know, I know. It, so it, it should be easy to single out, but he's got – I would say he's got a lot of potential, but I like the kid. Good player.
0: Mm-hmm. So, in terms of the second half of the season, as I mentioned earlier, give me two to three things that you're really looking for that you want to see from these young Knicks going forward.
1: Tank, tank, and tank, and develop. you got 25 games left to show your true worth and to show that you belong on this team for these young players like Neil Akina, especially Neil Akina. They actually have 24 games left, just by the way. Nilakina has the most to prove on this team. Kadeem Allen also. Uh, Trier, definitely on the, definitely in the, in the team's future. Robinson, Smith Jr., Knox, Bonlay, Dotson, all in the team's future. I'm looking at Kadeem Allen, Frank Nilakina to really prove their worth in the next 24 games.
0: I'm going to be a little bit more specific than you right now. I want to see how Dennis Smith Jr. and Frank Nilakina specifically complement each other. Mm-hmm. Down the stretch, I want to see them come in. I want Nielakina. I think this is. If you want to talk about a last chance, this is the last chance. You're in a lost season. You bring in Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr., a guy that he can complement with because they have two completely different play styles. Yeah. Let's see if they play well together. Maybe that. Maybe that's the thing Nielakina needs. Maybe he needs to just get off the ball and be that guy who spreads out the court. I love. He's not want, a guy.
1: The one thing he's not been able to do no matter what the confidence is, is space at the floor. He really can't do it. It's it, just one big inability. You just can't.
0: Well, here's it, it, here's his chance.
1: Like, He's scared. Chance. It, it, yeah, but we've been saying it's just, here's his chance for the entire year. Well, we've been taking the entire this, year. This, this is, is, this is his last you chance.
0: Now that now that they have Dennis Jr., this is his last chance. Yeah. Two more specific things I want to see. I want to see Knox, as you mentioned earlier. I want to see him be confident, and I want to see him increase his points per game. I think
1: Absolutely. he should
0: try to become a little bit more selfish Take a few more shots. I know he's not, percentage wise, a great shooter.
1: Thirty six percent, not good.
0: Yeah, but I want to see him get some confidence in him. And the last thing I want to see is Dennis Smith Jr. I really want to see him take over this team and start taking a leadership role. I think he can do it. Yeah. I think he has it.
1: I think he has it
0: in him. I think I want I want Dennis Smith Jr. to prove that he's not a guy that we're gonna screw off because Kyrie's coming. I want him to prove. I want him to prove that he should be on this team in the Big Apple.
1: And I think taking a leadership role on this team could do a lot for his confidence and his character as a player. He's doesn't, he, doesn't have the role, he doesn't have the vision of a leader. He is a vision of a player who was just drafted two years ago and is an explosive player, but isn't much more than that. He's always played under a guy like Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki has obviously been the leader of that team for the past 15, 20 years. He really hasn't had the ability to take a leadership role on a team and he was playing with Doncic, uh, Doncic mm-hmm. this yeah. year. Who it's just it's just, you know, it's just an
0: annoyance. It's an annoyance yeah, for him. Exactly, exactly. So to cap off our Eastern Conference going down the stretch, I really want to see. Be both of us, all Knicks fans, want to see the Knicks really gel their guys together. Now they have their core, and just give a last chance to some of these guys like Frank, and just develop and get these guys experience that they need, and then they can, and then our front office can make a decision on who stays and who goes going into the biggest summer in Knicks history. I think that's it's, fair to say. Is that not, it, is that it, not it fair to say?
1: When you, treat when you treat Christoph Sporzingis for two potential Cavs, uh, two potential free agents, I think, yeah, yeah, you're putting a lot of pressure on the front office to really put something together this this offseason. Mm-hmm, and I, I, am, I, I hope they do something good.
0: In further episodes, we'll go much more in-depth in the Knicks offseason compared to the second half of the season, but on this episode we're really focusing on the basketball parts of it for all the teams so like the summer is an, is an it's its own animal and i've seen i, I think even con Coward said the other day i think the off season is arguably more entertaining as a soap opera compared to the regular season is that
1: fair to say i i, I could i don't know that's a tough, I, I, that's a tough question i can't say that because the nba is is just Dramatic all year. There's just drama happening at every point and every turn of every single day of the entire season. I think and there's this,
0: and they're so lucky that they have that because if not, yeah, the league would be I such know. a mess because of how top-heavy it is. But it really overshadows yeah. it.
1: Yeah, because it's a, it increases the press and pu- publicity of this team or of this team uh, of the league pretty much because the you've seen a problem. I know we're talking about basketball but with the MLB to really create buzz and excitement about their league. You know, with with all this stuff happening in free agency with the MLB, I know boring snoozer. <laughs> I mean, finally something happened yesterday. It was it was about time. But the NBA, we'll talk about that potentially in another episode about tampering and stuff. And if it's good for the for the league, I, I'd, I'd be glad to join you on that topic. Mm-hmm. But I, I for right now, I think the drama is great for the league specifically. It's making Adam Silver and the owners a lot more money. mm Hmm. And that's why they'll never complain about it.
0: Yeah. So that's going to do it for our Eastern Conference overview for the first half and second half upcoming of the 2018-19 NBA season. So after this break, we're going to get straight into everyone's favorite Western Conference, all 15 teams, to cap off today's show. So we'll be back in just a bit.